So this week, um, I observed a few people. <laughs> this just makes me sound a bit weird, but I, I, um, <laughs> I observed a few people this week, and this is what I saw. This week, I saw a lady who attends this church having, having had a recent medical um, emergency or whatever in her life and was living with the ongoing effects, is living with the ongoing effects of that medical emergency. And I watched her serving her heart out, loving people and doing her very best for the glory of God. Last Sunday, we met for our monthly prayer meeting and there was a couple there that sat and they shared about how they had been quite busy caring for some grandchildren in their family and had been busy, but they testified to the joy that they were gaining for building relationship, having extra time with the kids and being able to impart God's truth into their hearts and into their lives. And they spoke, they testified to the fact that the blessings for them far outweighed the busyness. And then again this week, I met with someone who has a lot going on in their life and so much to consider, so much to process and where to start and where to go. And you could tell that she was weary, but she honestly shared that in the midst of whole lot of stuff happening, God had brought about the comfort and the peace that she had needed. And she said, I, I haven't been getting any major huge revelations from the Holy Spirit, but I know deep here that the Holy Spirit is with me. And every time I seek him and ask him for peace in the moment or for comfort in the moment, he, he brings it like that. And so as I was speaking to a few people and noticing these things about people, I couldn't help but know for myself. I could see that the Holy Spirit was working in and through them in all of those situations. And that was overflowing into the lives of others. I'm convinced that that was the work of the Holy Spirit, encouraging them, supporting them and comforting them in their life. And the Holy Spirit, the Bible calls, is an advocate, is our comforter and encourager. And the Greek word, which is parakletos, literally means the one who comes alongside. I don't know what your experience or understanding is of the Holy Spirit, and I don't know what you learnt when you were growing up. I don't know if you went to Sunday school and learnt about him being one of the people in the Trinity. I don't know if you learnt... Um, about him as your companion and as your helper. I certainly um, grew up in a church which was a beautiful church that loved God, but we didn't really talk about the Holy Spirit when I was growing up. But I had to learn about it, about him, and discover him along the way of my walk with Jesus. So today, I want to just take a really tiny, tiny look at the Holy Spirit and his role in our lives. You know, we're not a cup that he wants to just fill up. We're not a drink that we um, just leave available on the bench for when we feel thirsty at some point during the day. He wants to come and fill us to overflowing. And it's constant overflowing. 
And in John 7, this is what Jesus says. On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered into glory. I just want to pray real quick before we go. Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come and teach us today that no matter what our week was, no matter what our morning was, Lord, help us to focus, to hone in what you might be saying to us. Give us ears to listen and hearts soft and ready to respond to your Holy Spirit. We invite you in this place. In your name, amen. So, what is the role of the Holy Spirit? What does he actually do? Well, we know right from the very beginning at creation, he always existed. The earth was formless and empty in Genesis 1, and darkness covered the, the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the water. And in the Old Testament, we see many, many, many examples of the Spirit coming upon people to empower them and to equip them to do certain tasks like making the curtains for the temple, building the pillars for the temple. Like Isaiah in, in Isaiah 61, he says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me and he spoke with boldness. The Holy Spirit produced boldness. And Joshua was filled with the spirit and commissioned to lead Israel after Moses' death. And then God's people through prophet Haggai was encouraged to be courageous because his spirit would remain among them. Many people were empowered and equipped to do certain tasks at the right time when the Holy Spirit came upon them. And in the New Testament, it tells us much, uh, much of the same, same things about the Holy Spirit. It says that the Holy Spirit convicts us empowers us, leads us. The Holy Spirit makes us fruitful. It he enables us to kill our sin. The Holy Spirit shows us truth. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. The Holy Spirit leads our thoughts to life and peace. The Holy Spirit lives in us. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, the resting place of God. And we're going to take a, a bit of a look this morning at Acts 2, and it's hard to discuss the topic of the Holy Spirit without looking at Acts 2, because Acts 2 talks about, um, about the Holy Spirit coming at Pentecost when the believers had gathered. And um, before I read those verses, it's important to understand that this event happened about 50 days after Jesus' death, resurrection, and had ascended to heaven. And like we just read, the Spirit was promised. Jesus said the Spirit will come when he physically left the believers, when he died and rose and ascended to heaven. Then God would send his Spirit, not to just come upon his people, but actually to come into his people. 
So in Acts 2, verses 1 to 11, this is what it says. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. And suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled, filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be? They explained. These people are all from Galilee, and yet we are hearing them speak, speaking in our own native languages. And we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. What an amazing, powerful experience of the Holy Spirit that the believers had that day. And 50 days, can you imagine waiting? Jesus says, my spirit is coming and to be waiting for 50 days. And these, these believers met and they prayed and they worshipped and they waited. Maybe today, can you imagine? Maybe today will be the day that the promised Holy Spirit would come and for 50 days they waited. What an amazing experience when the Holy Spirit did come. So it's just a couple of things that I want to draw from that passage that we can learn about the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit fills believers, there is something that can be seen or felt or heard or experienced. What do I mean? Well, in this Acts 2 reading, what did the people experience? They heard loud rushing wind They saw flames of fire that seemed to settle on the people. It was obvious from what they could see and what they could hear that the Holy Spirit had indeed come. And if you journey, look further through Acts, there are many examples of people being filled with the Holy Spirit in ways that other people could see or hear or be experienced. In Acts 4, it talks about um, the Holy Spirit coming and there was no loud wind or fire, but there was the building shook. In chapter 6, when the Holy Spirit came, there was no loud wind and fire, but the face of Stephen shone like an angel and no one could stand against the wisdom that he spoke. And then in chapter 16, it talks about the Holy Spirit coming and there was no loud wind or fire, but there was an earthquake. And there's many, many more times where people came, um, Jesus' disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke to crowds with boldness. They spoke, their words became um, so meaningful to the hearts of the crowd. And when we look at all these different examples, and there's many more, there appears to be Um, no consistency into the form of what the Holy Spirit, how he comes. Because if you look at the account at Pentecost, the loud wind, the tongues of fire, well, 
I don't know about you, but I haven't experienced loud wind and tongues of fire with the Holy Spirit myself. I believe that people have it and I know that's how he moves and he can move like that. But what I have seen is people with sudden, unusual peace, sudden, unusual strength, sudden, unusual courage, sudden, unusual wisdom or clarity in a situation. There is a sudden impartation of an empowering that is, is unexplainable. Unexplainable. Tomorrow is, will mark the 16th birthday of Matthew's and my first child that we lost. And I can't believe it's 16. It's amazing because that makes me feel really old. <laughs> and she, Elia was our first child. If you don't know, most of you will know. But Elia was our ch first child who we got to spend 15 minutes with before she passed away and went to be with Jesus. And I have to say that at that time... When you're in the midst of grief, it feels like a, bit, a little bit surreal. I don't know if that's your experience when you've had grief. But I remember uh, a, a lady that I worked with came one day and knocked on my door. And Matt and I were both home. And she was just, when I opened the door, she was just crying and crying. And she said, I couldn't go to work today. And I said, come in, come in. And she said, I am so angry with God for what he did to you. She was so, so upset. And, she, and I listened to her and, and honestly, I was grieving. Yeah, I was grieving big time. I just lost something that I so deeply wanted. But as I sat there and listened, I just listened and just didn't kind of speak a letter unpack what she was feeling and she looked at me and she said to me what's wrong with you and I said what do you mean and we, I was able to sit with her and talk about how the Holy Spirit was giving me unusual peace because of the comfort that he was bringing me it was not easy it was a hard hard time but he brought comfort like no other. It's unexplainable. Unexplainable. And maybe you have experienced something like that yourself too. And if you haven't experienced that, there's nothing wrong with you. You're human, hey? <laughs> Peace, strength or comfort like you can't explain. We cannot know when or how or in what form the Holy Spirit will move. But we do know that whether it is by wind or fire, boldly spoken words, earthquake, building shaking, internal peace, physical strength, when the Holy Spirit comes, you can see it. It is obvious. It can be seen and felt and heard. And we know that it's the Holy Spirit. Just like I spoke about those people that I observed this last week, I knew it was the Holy Spirit. Secondly, when the Holy Spirit comes, he comes to meet the needs in that moment for the purpose of changing hearts. So in Acts 2, we saw that the, the believers were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began speaking other languages. 
What languages did they speak? Well, they spoke languages that weren't their own. They spoke languages that were unknown to them. They spoke the languages of the Jews who were from every nation who were present in the crowd. And in verse 11 of that reading, right at the end, it tells us of what the people were saying in all these languages. And it says they spoke of the wonderful things that God had done. People who were not believers heard the believers speak of the wonderful things that God had done in their very own languages. The Holy Spirit enabled a very, like I think there was 18 to 20 different um, culture groups, language groups present at the time. The Holy Spirit enabled a multilingual crowd who needed to hear about the greatness of God and to hear it in their own tongue. Can you imagine? Praise the Father. Praise the Son. What did we just sing? Praise the Spirit, three in one, in your own language. God of glory, majesty. Praise forever to the King of kings. Can you imagine that? All those languages. And when the Holy Spirit comes and fills, the people were empowered to do what was needed in that moment. At this account, the people heard of the greatness of God. And then Peter, empowered by the Holy Spirit, stepped forward in boldness and courage to grab the opportunity to speak the truth. And he preached to that crowd. And it says that, in verse 37, that the words he spoke pierced their hearts. Pierced their hearts. 3,000 people believed. 3,000 souls were brought from dark to light. And when Peter preached to the crowd, he quoted from the prophet Joel in Acts 2, 17 to 18, and he said, In the last days, God said, I will pour out my spirit, pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. And in those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike. They will prophesy. Peter spoke with boldness, telling the crowd that the Holy Spirit had indeed come because they were, the believers were being accused of being drunk. And he said, no, this is the Holy Spirit that was promised through the prophet Joel. And he told the crowd that the Holy Spirit had come and that he was poured out for who? Very elite Christians. No. He was poured out for all people. It was for the young and the old. The Holy Spirit poured out for the sons and the daughters. The Holy Spirit poured out for the servants. The Holy Spirit poured out for the men and the women. The Holy Spirit poured out for you and for me. The Spirit Rivers of living water, not a cup of water that you sip at. Rivers of living water flowing are for you and for me. Empowering us, encouraging us, strengthening us. You know, I just really had it on my heart this week as I've been seeking God and just praying and 
running out of time to seek God and praying like I would like. And I'm just say, I just feel so heavy in the knowledge that the, we need to understand this. Because our lives, if you just talk to the person next to you, they'll give you the list of what's happening in life at the moment. Life is hard. And it doesn't go away. But we have access to power of the Holy Spirit that's inside us. There's no waiting period. There's no prerequisites. It's freely given, freely poured out. There's so much happening in our lives. And like I said, it's not going to go away. But with the Holy Spirit, we can trade our overwhelm for overflow. Overflow. Speaking to myself so strongly today as well. Ongoing, daily, choosing to rely on the Holy Spirit. He wants us to be fruitful in the midst of what is busy and hard, to be fruitful for him, and he doesn't want us to just survive. He wants us to be fruitful for him. Hard times, tiring times, frustrating times, times of intense grief, they will come. The Bible says that, they will come. But we as followers of Jesus have the ability to not just get through, but to be fruitful. And it says in God's word that the kingdom of God is a matter of living life by the Spirit's power. Life by the Spirit's power. We cannot receive life from us willing our bad circumstances away. We receive life by the Spirit's power. And just as God, the Holy Spirit, met a need for that group of people by providing for all the languages for people to hear, um, hear what God's message was for them, I'm asking you today, what do you need? Where do you need God to move, the Holy Spirit to move in your life? And maybe there might be wind and fire, but maybe there might be a still small voice of comfort and peace and strength given to you. I just want to wrap up with a little demonstration. And I was contemplating, thank you, my lucky Matthew, um, contemplating, oh, should I ask Mitchell to do this? Because, like, he's the props man, right? Mitchell, yeah, he's the props man. Um, oh, he is here. He's hiding. It's all right, Mitchell, I'm not going to ask you to do a thing. I'll do it all myself. Look at me. I just want to... Um, Many of you may have seen or heard of this before, and um, I'll just talk while I walk. <laughs> um, and it's really just a picture wanting to demonstrate what living by the Spirit's power, what being filled with the Spirit looks like in our lives. Whoa. Can you see our practice? Not really, but anyway. Oh! Lucky I have muscles, hey? Wonderful. Whew, living by the Spirit's power. 
Okay. Let's do this, hey? We are a vessel, right? This is us, a vessel, a glass. And when we first come to believe in Jesus, what happens? We give him all our sin, our baggage, our stuff-ups, our mistakes. We give him our hurt. All those things that have been weighing us down, we give them to him. And we become a new creation. And the Holy Spirit fills our lives with rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. And if you have had this happen to you when you have come to Jesus, you might describe that as an exciting time, a powerful time, a time when God's revealed himself for the first time. It's a time that you can never forget, an amazing, amazing experience. However, over time, I need to be a little octopus right now, but hang on one second. However, over time, we can find that our tendencies and our baggage and the things that were once normal for us might start creeping back. We might find ourselves dealing with bitterness. Oh, hello. Oh, missed the cup. Bitterness. Pretty sour. And that fell on the floor. And we might find ourselves dealing with selfishness. Now, interesting, I was thinking about what could represent selfishness or um, self-seeking, being self-seeking or self-serving. And I decided vinegar. And I decided vinegar, double-strength vinegar, double-strength vinegar would be great for the self-serving because... Vinegar is not as it seems, is it? It tastes gross, it smells gross, unless you put it on fish. It's not as it seems. So things like self-serving starts creeping in. And then we might have something a little bit green. This is the only green thing I had. Envy, jealousy. We might have things... Um, creep back in like, wow, I could have chosen a fuller bottle. Anger. Maybe lots of anger. Ooh. Anger. And then we might find ourselves <clears throat> with what we could maybe call the really dark stuff starts creeping back into our lives. We're talking about addictions. Wish to share. If someone would guess soy sauce, it's wish to share today. The dark stuff. Addictions. Adultery. Pornography. Deep-seated hatred. Drugs. Drunkenness. The things that we just can't seem. I'm going to have to buy a new bottle. 
can't seem to get away from, that just seem to keep rocking up, that stop us from living the best lives that God has for us. And guess what? Here we go. We're ready to reach people for Jesus now. Hmm. Yeah, ready? <laughs> if Mitch was here, he might. No? I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him. I'm not. <laughs> We're here, not ready to reach people for Jesus. And suddenly we find ourselves, and we don't actually even know how sometimes, suddenly we find ourselves not living in the fullness that God has for us. So how do we get back? How do we experience the rivers of living water? Because as we've said many times today, rivers of living water is continue, continual and constant flowing, not a stagnant pool of water. So how do we get back? Well, we start praying every day. Holy Spirit, fill me afresh. Holy Spirit, show me your ways. Holy Spirit, give me your perspective this day. Holy Spirit, you, are, you can handle my sin. Holy Spirit, show me your way. And we can keep praying and we can ask him for his words of life to speak to us as we sit and we read his word and we hear his promises. And in Ephesians 5, that's where it actually talks about be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. Continually filled. That means don't stop being filled with the Holy Spirit. Seek to be filled all the time. Are you getting the gist? I'm just wondering also, as we are continually filled with the Holy Spirit, oh dear, there's a big blob down there. Which one is that? Oh, that's the anger. I put lots of anger in there. You notice that as we are continually filled with the Holy Spirit, just imagine that that is perfectly, perfectly clear now. Can you see that being continually filled with the Holy Spirit brings overflow? There is overflow. Like we said earlier, God doesn't want us to be a cup that he fills up. He wants rivers of living water to flow. You know, I've heard it once say that you are not full, properly full, until you are overflowing. And you might be familiar with Galatians 5. I'm just going to keep pouring overflow, overflow. Of Galatians 5, and it talks about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That when we are continually filled... The Holy Spirit produces that fruitful overflow. And what does that fruitful overflow look like? It looks like love, joy, peace. Who can say it with me? Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, 
gentleness and self-control. That's what overflows when the Holy Spirit fills us to overflowing. And interestingly, those fruits of the Spirit, they bless others. Bless others, the people around us. They bless others and they show them the love of God for them by the way that we live out of the overflow. Holy Spirit, we just ask you right now to come and fill us with rivers of living water. Lord, life is hard. Life is tricky. Lord, we are weary. Some days we don't know where to turn. Lord, we have deep-seated hurt and we have deep anger and we have sin, Lord, that we just find so hard to to turn from. (coughs) Life is hard, but Holy Spirit, we want your refreshing. Music team, I'll just invite you up and guys, will you just stand and we're just going to um, just pray a moment and I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and refresh you this morning. And if that's something that you want, will you raise your hands? If you want um, to, you can come forward. But we're just asking, Holy Spirit, will you come and fill us afresh today? Holy Spirit, you know the needs that each one of us have And Lord, so we ask, will you send your spirit to move in those places of need? Holy Spirit, will you flood us and pour out rivers of living water by your Holy Spirit into our lives? Holy Spirit, will you empower us, Lord? Because the road ahead just seems to be given. The road ahead seems to be unable to be changed right now, God. So we need you, Lord. We need your Holy Spirit to move in our lives. So Holy Spirit, will you come? Lord, will you wrap your arms around us in our grief? Lord, will you give us words to speak to encourage one another? Holy Spirit, will you fill us, not to the top or to the brim, but to overflowing, to overflowing? Lord, we just repent of our sin. As Peter preached to the crowd, repent of your sin and turn to God. Believe in him. Lord, we believe in you. And with our belief, Lord, we ask that you grant us your Holy Spirit to overflowing. Holy Spirit, fill us to overflowing. We love you and we worship you, Lord. And we want to love you like we've never loved you before. Holy Spirit, you are what we need. Help us, Lord. Help us to be the people that even in the midst of carrying heavy burdens, that we sing praise to the Father, praise to the Son, praise to the Holy Spirit, three in one, God of glory, majesty, praise forever to the King of kings. May we be the ones that speak of the wonderful things that you have done in our lives and in the lives of others. Let us impart hope, Lord. And let us all do that by the power of your Holy Spirit.
by living a life in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you'd like prayer at all this morning for anything related or unrelated, please come forward. Don't wait. Your opportunity is here. Come forward. We ask Holy Spirit that you would be bring change to our hearts, that our hearts would be pierced for change. Thank you, Jesus.